Hey podcast family and welcome back to episode 2 of season 2 of the Live Free Love Well podcast. I am excited to get to share an interview with you this week that I had with somebody that has meant a lot to me really over the last few years specifically. Uh, She's been a part of my entire life, but the last few years she's been a spiritual mentor, somebody that I've gone to just to talk about things, and somebody that has really helped me uh, work on spreading my own wings and figuring out my own faith and trying to discover what, what a relationship with God looks like specifically for me and not living under my parents' faith any longer. That took a few more years than it probably should have, but their timing, moving back from Texas, um, was only something that God could have planned. And it was something that I needed and something that I have truly treasured. And I'm so grateful for my Aunt Sherry, who I'm interviewing today, and her husband, my uncle Jason. Um, He won't be on this episode, but hopefully another one. And I'm just, I'm thankful for both of them. And I'm so grateful that I got the opportunity to sit down with her and just talk a little bit with her and that I'm able to share it with you guys. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the podcast. First, talk about your faith timeline um, and just what that kind of looks like for you. So you are actually part of the Bible study that I did when I first sat down and had to think about my faith timeline. So first, if you want to start with just kind of um, talking about where your, you would say your faith timeline started. Well, hello, everybody. Um... This was an interesting question because growing up in a preacher's home, um, you would think that your faith journey would start from birth. Um, I think as we grow older, we realize that that's not the case. I um, distinctly remember giving my life to Christ when I was nine years old. My dad led me to the Lord. Um, It's kind of like fire insurance because I was scared of going to hell. So I think that was a good enough reason at the time, but... um, It's actually when I went to junior high youth camp that that's when the good stuff started. Um, I had a real encounter with God then, and uh, that just started my journey. So interestingly enough, um, my faith journey also, I mean, it started at church with your dad, who is also my grandpa. (laughs) Um, But it also, then I think the next big marker for me was at youth camp also, and was a week that I spent there that I really think that I felt um, the presence of God for the first time. So I guess for you, what would be a time, maybe it was at church camp, or maybe it was somewhere else that you felt like you really felt the presence of God? That's a great question. Um, There was a lot of people there. It was a group that we were all together. It was new. A lot of us didn't know each other. And interesting enough, one of my close friends that I went to youth camp is now at our church. So it's fun to 
reignite that relationship and that friendship. But I think being around a group of people, we were all about the same age, um, experiencing the same things, the worship, the lessons, the, the teachings that we would have. And in the evenings, we were so comfortable with each other. It just created an atmosphere where you were relaxed and vulnerable. And I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, that when I was at church camp and I felt the presence of God for the first time, I think that was part of it too, just being around fellow girls and um, being relaxed and feeling like you're at a place where you can truly be yourself. And I think that's when, you know, it's a good opportunity for for God to show us how much he really does love us and where, you know, we are able to really feel his presence. So kind of going along with the presence of God, um, would you say there's any other markers on your timeline of a time that you specifically remember feeling the Holy Spirit or the presence of God in your life or a time that you knew you just knew that there had to be something greater than you pushing you forward or helping you through or something along those lines. Absolutely. And I want all of you out there in podcast land to realize that Becca asked some hard questions. <laughs> so I'm thankful I had time to process some of this today. But um, it's hard to pinpoint because it feels like there are markers uh, as you said, um, and it reminded me of Old Testament where they would stop and they would build an altar or um, a pillar of rocks or something to establish so that they would remember for the rest of their lives. And whenever anyone would go back to that place and know, oh, this was Bethel or um, this was the place that this amazing thing happened that the Lord did. And there's, there's, I guess, fun enough is that there is a lot in my life that I can pinpoint. One in particular would be we went to Christ for the Nations um, in 2007, and I was a small-town girl who went to Dallas, Texas. That was a huge culture shock, but so thankful for the opportunity. And there was a track for the families that you could walk, and I would get up early, early in the morning when no one was there, and I would just walk that track and pray and we went back recently for a wedding and I walked that track and I could still feel the presence of the Lord there. And that's truly what changed me in that season in my life. Um, just realizing that I had to surrender all to the Lord. I could not do it on my own. Not one more step without him. So I think thinking about what you said with going back to the track and feeling the presence of God at that same place, I think that we all can probably think of different places where that means something to us, whether it's somewhere that we felt the presence of God or um, just something significant happening. And you saying that makes me think of a few other places that I could add to my faith timeline, I guess, of markers of places that I felt him. And even to this day, if I go back and and um, go to those places I feel his presence or like I had talked about in my faith timeline the songs that I heard that really brought me to a place of worship and a place where I felt his presence and every time I hear those songs I go back to that same place 
And um, I think that's one thing about this whole timeline thing that's really neat, kind of like you were saying, um, where people go back and there's markers that, um, but really it, I don't think that we take the time to think about them unless you get invited to be interviewed on a podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. And you, and you have to think about it, but it's, I think that's kind of where it started with me and having you here is kind of cool because you were part of me writing down my faith timeline, but I would have never thought about it if we wouldn't have done that Bible study and sat down and literally drew a timeline and marked different places where I felt like I've seen God in my life. And I think it's important to go back and for us to process. I know sometimes it's a challenge for people and some people it's too hard. They don't want to go back and think about it, but just imagine the footprints that the Lord has left in your life that when we go back, we can see where he was faithful time and time again, even through the valleys, even through the hard stuff, and especially on the mountaintops, but where we can see where he truly was with us the entire time. Yeah, and I think that really, um, I guess, kind of leads me to the next question about questioning God, because I think um, on our timeline, there's the valleys and there's, you know, the hilltops and good and bad, and that we can go back and we can see the different places where God's been faithful. But I think in those moments, we all naturally do have moments of questioning God and wondering what we're doing or what's next or where we're going. And so um, do you, can you think of a time specifically or probably more than once, because I know I have a lot of times, where I've questioned something I'm going through or questioned God and how do you feel like that um, changed or added to what you knew about God and his character? There have been, like you said, there's multiple times in your life, but I think there's some that really shake us to our core. The times that we are literally asking the question, are you real? Do you see me? Do you care what I'm going through? Because it's, it's so painful that there's, um, you just feel like you're being pummeled <clears throat> by the enemy and it's in those times when we don't feel secure. We don't feel safe. Um, there's a couple of times that um, there was a time back, probably 2005 or so, that um, my husband and I were really going through it. Um, he was working a lot. I was home with the kids. I was homeschooling. You know, there's just a list of things that were happening that life was hard. I was questioning a lot of things. Um, and the enemy is so divisive in those things that it really shook me. But I will tell you this, it was probably the start um, or the continuation of that journey where it brought me to my knees and my relationship with the Lord became so strong because I had to rely on him. Yeah, and I think like um, that's one thing I've been frustrated with before and even like when I started this podcast, my one of my very first episodes of talking about the series that I first got into called This Is War, um, I was frustrated. And I was like, why do we have to get so low before we turn to God? And, 
you know, I think that happens a lot that we get to points in life where we question things and we wonder why. And um, like, I know you said in your marriage got hard and I know I've had points in mine where there were things I just didn't understand. And my mom said it last week on the podcast that I think some people don't allow themselves the grace to question God. They think that they're doing something wrong. But in those times, it gives us an opportunity to really figure out his character and figure out that he has the best waiting for us on the other side. Amen to that. I know that um, my dad, your grandpa, would always say that it's those moments that you want to know that you know that you know. And I think that's what happens in those moments, that it pushes us to the point, and it's just like the verse that we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, that we have to get to that place where we know, and it's just like working out. I mean, you break down the muscle to become stronger. We get broken down so that we can become stronger in the Lord. Yeah, I think that's really good, and I think that um, sometimes we're, it's like we're scared of the hard stuff, but it's the hard stuff, that, like you said, that brings us to our knees, that, that draws us into to God, and without those moments, I know in my life anyway, without some of the hard stuff I've gone through, I wouldn't have dug into the word and prayed like I've never prayed before. And it's that stuff where I've really seen God show up. I guess I'm going to change the way I said that. Not that I've seen God show up, but that I've become aware of his presence. Not that he wasn't there. He was there the whole time. It just took that stuff for me to see him and see that he is still good no matter what we're walking through. Yes, something I was talking to a friend about earlier this week that, you know, when things grow, it a lot of times takes a lot of fertilizer or manure for it to grow, for it to produce, for it to become a a good, fruitful crop. And it's hard. Nobody wants to go through the manure. It's stinky. It's a mess. But we don't grow through easy things. That's funny that you were talking about that. I listened to a podcast a few weeks ago. He's, he added the vulgarity to it, <laughs> but it was the same thing that without that stuff, you, you need that stuff that nobody likes to grow. You need that to really make it a fruitful crop. And, um, I think a lot of times too, and I know I've been guilty of it is thinking that, you know, the Christian walk is just, you become a Christian and bam, bam all of a sudden things are fixed. And I, I've i been guilty of thinking that for other people, that if somebody else would just become a Christian, that bam, things would be fixed. And, you know, that's not the case. It's a process, and we need the questioning. We need his presence. We need all, all those different things work together on our timeline to create the relationship and help us grow and and become a fruitful Christian. Right. And let us not forget that we are not of this world, that we have a heavenly home waiting for us. And if we had wonderful times all the time, we wouldn't have a need for heaven. We would be content just to stay here. 
and through all of the things that are happening in the world and we could list off pages of things that are wrong with what's going on in this world with wars and society and politics and just all this stuff the manure if you will that we have a heavenly home that we should be looking forward to not clinging to this world so that reminds me of um the bible study that we just finished in our small group nothing to prove and i i talked about it at church the other the story of jesus raising lazarus from the dead and in that book she's talking about one of her friends that's always struggled with heart problems and different things and just not in good health and she they were talking about the story of jesus raising lazarus and her friend had said, did you ever stop to think that maybe Jesus was weeping because he was pulling Lazarus from heaven? And I, and she said something along the lines of, what if we stopped fearing what we're leaving here on earth and because we loved what we have to look forward to so much more? And I had never thought about it that way, but it makes you think about all the crap that you're going through, all the different stuff. Like, it's nothing compared to what we have in heaven. And I know I'm guilty of it so often, getting caught up in all of the good in my life and my kids and my family and my friends and all the different stuff that it's like, but even all that great stuff <laughs> doesn't compare to what we have to look forward to in heaven. And I think... A shift in perspective sometimes is what we need. And when I read that in that Bible study, it totally shifted my perspective to think, I have to stop wanting the things of this earth more than I want to spend eternity with God. Right, that reminds me of the Bible verse, Romans 12, 1 and 2, to not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Um, and he beseeches us, that's what the first verse says, that, that we wouldn't do that. And we have all these beautiful reminders in the word, the reminders to be thankful for all those great things that you said. And she has a beautiful family, by the way. <laughs> but um, we have all those reminders of the things that we need to do, the, the things that we need to remember that whatever is lovely, whatever is worthy of praise and excellent to think on those things. We, we have so many things that are given to us in the Bible, but if you look at all of it from Genesis to Revelation, it's all perspective. And it's also, it's a timeline, literally, of, of what earth is supposed to look like while we're here. And it's, it's a balanced approach. Yeah, and I think, um, I think that's been one thing that's been hard for me is trying to find that balance. And over the years and different people that I've gotten close to and if, like for you, for example, have been a huge, <laughs> like, I, I know I probably... I don't know if I've told you and Jason or not. I probably have because I think I've made you cry a couple times. But You're good at that. <laughs> you guys have been such a huge part of my my growth since you guys moved back from Texas. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Just let them flow, honey. Let them flow. <laughs> I said it was going to be funny and now I'm going to cry. Um, but just part of balancing that and... And growing into a more mature Christian, but so much of that has been trying to balance 
my life here on earth with what I have to look forward to next and that's I just feel like that's one thing that I've grown so much in and that I remember listening to a podcast a few weeks ago and it was about how do you know you're going to get to heaven and he had said something um, like well you know if you're a Christian and all this stuff and he's like I know what I'm going to say I'm just going to stand there and say I don't I don't deserve to be here, but you sent your son to die for me. And he just said it so simply that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 30 years old (laughs) and I grew up in church. And you just said that in a way that for some reason just clicked. And I think that's one thing with you and Jason leading the church and me being there that you guys have just said things and done things that for some reason it took all the time that it did, but it was the right place and the right time and it just clicked. And just, I don't know, you've, you've just been such an important role in my on my timeline. And um, so anyway, I'll ask you the next question. If you could summarize your faith journey with a few words, what would it be? Um, I know... Maybe it's a Bible verse or a song title or a sentence. Last week, my mom had just one word that she um, said would summarize her faith journey. So what would you say um, would be a good summary of your faith journey? Well, you have known me long enough. You know that I love the Word of God, and I love to study and look into things and what the Hebrew meaning of things were and word studies. So... I was thinking about this because there's been certain verses at certain times, but I think through and through, and of course it's in the Amplified, my favorite version of the Bible, is uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know recognize and acknowledge him and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths and I think that just sums up my life and the reminder of what my life needs to look like I really like that verse and I like the amplified version a lot too and just the reminder that that life is a journey being a Christian is just as much a journey as anything else and it's a process and that is if we're trusting in God he will make our path straight and he will you know lead us along still waters and all of that good stuff because he he has what's best for us whether we know it in that moment or not that his plan is ultimately the the best that we could even think or dream of for ourselves Okay, so for the final question, what does it mean to you to live free and love well, or where have you experienced living free because of God's love? Another great question, Becca Pritchett. So um, for me to live free is to know who I am in Christ, and I love sharing that with other people. There's so many things that we can experience in our lives. And, you know, we go through the our childhood years with name-calling and people trying to tell us who we are or who they think we are. And if we know who we are in Christ, that's like the ultimate identity. And I love that about 
what he offers to us, that we can take on his identity, who he is, who we are in him, and we can't lose with that. It's a daily walk. I'm experiencing it more and more in my life, but I know I still have so far to go. So that's the to uh, live free part. To love well, it, it goes all together. So in order to love well, I need to know who I am in Christ. There's a lot of people trying to love in the way that they think they should love, but if we know who we are in Christ, we're going to be able to show his love, what he says is love, where we're going to be able to love the unlovely. That's really good, and I think that's a really good summary of it. And, you know, one of the reasons I named the podcast what I did is because, to me, and one thing that that I've grown in so much is just the freedom. And truly under – when you – when you truly understand the freedom that there is in knowing Christ and all of the stuff of the world we don't have to carry on our own, I think that's probably the most beautiful thing about being a Christian is is the freedom. And so wanting to name it that and why I want to ask that question on all these episodes is because I think that's so important for people to understand that we can live free when we know who we are in Christ and that in turn, knowing who we are in Christ allows us to love well. So I'm going to have to think of a new name for my podcast now because you just, you know, you said it better than I can. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so that is all I have. Thank you for being on the podcast and recording this interview with me. Um, we did good. I'm proud of us. I am too. (laughs) We might have paused it a few more times than you all are going to realize, but we did pretty good. (laughs) Maybe I'll come back and we'll do the funny podcast. That would be be a good one. We'll do a bonus episode of all the the stuff that I edited out. Thanks for listening this week, friends. I appreciate you all being here. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with my aunt, Sherry. And if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you go and do that. And as always, if there's anything in these episodes that you find helpful or that you um, really think that somebody else would find helpful, feel free to share it whichever way you know how. And Like you know, the ratings do mean something and I appreciate reading yours. So thank you guys that have rated and reviewed and I would appreciate it if you haven't, if you would go ahead and do that. Have a wonderful rest of your week, friends. Let's live free and love well.